Welcome back to Other People's Lives. Welcome back. It's a beautiful day in New York today. Oh, yeah. So beautiful. Uh, let's see, what happened today? We were supposed to work out together, but you ditched me. Uh, I had some wine at dinner last night, so I couldn't uh, mm-hmm. couldn't exactly wake up that quickly. Actually, I could have woken up, which I was up. I just didn't feel like going to a boxing class. Okay. To be fair, like I can't call you out. You work out a lot. Yeah. Like you're you're meaty. <laughs> I'm meaty. Yeah. I'm trying to be like not I'm like meaty. a lean fit guy. You're like yeah. a meaty guy. I'm a little meatier than you. Yeah, for sure. That's fine. Someone's <laughs> got to carry the meat. I'm trying to get down though. Okay. I'm trying to get down. So, so maybe, maybe come I should, to a boxing yeah, class. Yeah, I gotta with go to a boxing time. class with you. Like I'll probably go to the gym after this. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Going well, on a hike tomorrow too. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Why'd you say it like that? Because <laughs> hikes are beautiful. Oh, beautiful. Nice. Like a, like my mom would say it. No, I'm just like I don't know. I was happy for you. Yeah. Get out. Get out of the city, man. That's what I'm saying. I need to, I need to get in some yeah. some grass. Maybe oh go yeah. Barefoot or something. Nice. Something crazy. Sounds dangerous. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you know what else is dangerous? What? Prison. Yeah. And uh, we're going back. <laughs> if you can't tell, we're obsessed with prison. You're obsessed with prison. Okay. I, I am obsessed with prison. Yeah. Uh, but really, any opportunity to talk, talk about prison on this show, like, I'm, all over I'm, I'm taking it. Yeah. Uh, so a little different today. In the past, we've spoken to a corrections officer. We've spoken to... Someone uh, fresh out of jail. Someone fresh out of jail, like mm-hmm. a week out of jail. Right. Uh, and today we're speaking to a woman who isn't in prison, but the man that she is in a relationship with is in prison. Right. So they met, I believe, through like a pen pal service. So one okay. of those things where you actually write in, get connected to a prisoner. Right. You're exchanging letters with each other. I'm shocked you haven't done this. Me? Yeah. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> after I saw the email, I was thinking about doing it after. Yeah. I, not I, not for like a relationship, but... Obviously, but I'm saying like... For a friend. Yeah, just be like, oh, hey, what's going on? Yeah, I'll I'll do it. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't doubt it. That's what I'm saying. I'm shocked you haven't already. Watch me fall in love through it. Probably. <laughs> probably what happened. It's like, oh, man, my best friend's all locked up. Damn. Oh, true. I, yeah. I'm going to use it like that. I, I really do see this for up, you man. in your future. You're going yeah. to be writing. It would be interesting, though, on a serious note. But. No, it would. I mean, I'm all, like, I'm very interested in what kind of makes people gravitate towards inmates. Not that they're all like, you know, these horrible people. Because, I mean, obviously there are like rapist murderers and like whatever uh, in, in prison. But there's also a lot of people that have made just like a mistake in their life. And now they're, you know paying for it by being in prison but you know it's still not like there's way more people out there that haven't made a a mistake that would get you locked up so what kind of makes you gravitate towards those people is it like oh man he's a badass or something i wonder like are are there people who just want to be in relationships with prisoners is it a thing where like a fetish I'm sure that's out there. I don't know if that's her case. We'll find out. But to know that the person that you're going to essentially fall for or fall in love with, like, you know their circumstances. Like, you know they can't call you whenever. They're not going to be there on your birthday. Mm -hmm. They can't touch Touch your face. Please don't touch me. Sorry. Just Uh, pet my face. But they can't do that. There's no, like, physical intimacy. So that's tough, like... To, I think you can kiss a little bit though when you when you visit them. You can't like suck or fuck or anything, but conjugal visits. What? What? 
Conjugal visits. What about it? Do you know what that is? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what? Like, was that your nickname or something? <laughs> Conjugal visits is... I don't know how you get them, but if you're with a prisoner, you're allowed to meet and have sex. Like you go into a room and have sex during Fire. your meeting. So some people are in relationships with prisoners and they're and banging them. They get to bang when they go visit. Oh, sick. Yeah. I don't know how often it happens, but conjugal Damn. visit. Look it up. I didn't know that was a thing, to be honest with you. Oh, that's a thing. Wow. That's a thing. That's kind of dope. Yeah. Man, if I'm a prisoner, I'm definitely out pen paling the shit out of people. Right, for I'm trying to get some, trying to get some conjugals. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I mean, this this woman, uh, this is the path she chose with this man. So I'm I'm really curious. Um, I'm I'm so curious how it starts. Like, how do you, especially if you're talking to a bunch of different prisoners, like how do you start falling in love with someone that you probably haven't met face to face? I mean, I get that because I mean, you know, out here we have the whole catfishing thing and you have yeah. long distance or online relationships. Like I get how you can fall in love with the way that people say certain things and your imagination runs wild and you know, you just kind of whatever. I get that part. I don't understand the part of being like, I'm going to go out and seek this in prison. Yeah. Like that part I don't understand, but I can understand how when you start and you get letters back from someone and, and like, especially letters are super intimate, I feel like. That's true. And I get how, like, it could spiral into something. But the initial launch is what I'm interested in, to be honest. Before we get to our caller, let's get to our first sponsor for today. As I get older, I realize that sleep is, like, one of the most important things. And luckily, uh, with Purple Mattress, I've been getting much, much, much better sleep. Before mm. Purple, my nights would consist of waking up all the time, uh, sweating, sweating, sweating like waking that. up drenched <laughs> in a pool. Uh, but luckily, that doesn't happen with Purple. Super comfortable, really, really well-rested. And uh, the Purple mattress, it feels different uh, and will feel different than anything you've experienced because it uses this brand new material that was actually developed by rocket scientists. Uh, so it's not like that memory foam you're used to. Much better, much more comfortable. Um, and the material feels unique because it's both firm and soft at the same time. Mm. Um, so it keeps everything supported while still feeling super comfortable and it's breathable. So it sleeps cool, which definitely helps me the sweater. Yeah, and uh, that's not even the best part. You get a 100-night risk-free trial. If you're not fully satisfied, you can return the mattress for a full refund. Um, it's backed by a 10-year warranty, free shipping and returns. Um, but you're going to love Purple. And right now, our listeners uh, will get a free Purple pillow with the purchase of a mattress. That's in addition to the great free uh, free gifts they're offering site-wide. Just text OPL to 84888. The only way to get this free pillow is to text OPL to 84888 that's opl to 84888 message and data rates may apply hello hey how you doing you got greg and joe here hey how are you guys we're good doing great how are you i'm great i'm really excited to talk to you guys i love your show so much <laughs> ah, thank oh, we you. appreciate that thank you yeah i listen to it like every day at work let's <laughs> go nice we don't even have that many episodes so yeah that's right? awesome yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. but yeah we kind of talked about we kind of gave a little background how uh you know you're now in a relationship with someone who is currently uh in prison 
but I kind of just wanted to know, like, from the very beginning, like, what kind of attracted you to the idea of writing into this service and being like, I'm going to try and befriend uh, an inmate. Like, was it a friendly thing at first or were you kind of already into like, I would love to date an inmate right now? <laughs> okay. Um, so it's sort of a long story. I hope you guys, <laughs> we got time. For it. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, um, in the beginning I was like really opposed to dating a, an inmate or a prisoner or whatever you want to call it. Um, sorry for my accent, by the way. I'm from North Carolina, so it's like really thick. I hope you guys can understand what I'm saying. No, for sure. <laughs> oh, perfectly. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so um, I was like, yeah, I would never date a prisoner. Like, they're not necessarily like sleaze balls, but I was like, you know, they're, I know they can be man manipulative and everything. So uh, what made me kind of want to write somebody that was incarcerated was uh, I had like and experience myself so basically uh last year in august um i had gotten into a physical altercation with my now ex-husband and the father of my son um and it was just like a huge miscarriage of justice really without going into a lot of detail um it was just it was such a bad thing i was in jail for like a week um, I ended up getting put on felony probation for five years and, uh, yeah, it sucks. But, um, I just remember when I was in jail, uh, as I was leaving, there was a lot of girls that I had talked to when I was there and they were like, Hey, like, um, we know you're going home, but if you could like write us a letter or something and just let us know how everything's going and stuff, you know, like we love getting mail. And I was like, yeah, sure. And honestly, like, this is going to sound so bad on my part, but like, I never wrote anybody. I didn't think anything of it because I was like, I'm done with jail. I never want to go back. I don't want to have anything to do with it. Yeah. And then, um, about March of this year, I thought about my situation and I was like, I'm in a really shitty situation. And I, I mean, I don't, I, I don't know what it feels like to be in prison for a long time, but like th that experience in jail fucking sucked. And I was like, hmm, if there's any way that I could, like, help somebody just pass their time in prison a little bit more smoothly, you know, like, maybe somebody doesn't have family or friends to write to. So maybe I could just, like, write a few people and help them, like, get through their time a lot faster and a lot more easy, you know. So I went onto this website <laughs> called writeaprisoner.com. And I just, I don't know, that the name of the website is just kind of funny to me, like, write a prisoner. So, <laughs> Makes but, sense. Yeah, Self-explanatory. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I went to the website, and, like, the options are absolutely ridiculous. Like, it's super, like, it's a super advanced search. Like, you can look up, uh, like, their age, their race their uh religious preference their sexual orientation the state that they're incarcerated in um what they're incarcerated for what kind of sentence they're serving how long they've been serving their sentence like it's it's ridiculous how much detail you can put into this is like a, a, a prisoner facebook yeah it's it's crazy wait <laughs> yeah, the, so there I are photos like... <laughs> too you said i'm sorry what was that there's photos too you said yeah, most of the profiles do have photos. Some people wow. don't. And I usually, like, well, at that time when I was looking for somebody to write to, I was like, I'm going to try to 
stay away from those that don't have photos <laughs> because, you know, they could easily like, you know, when we start corresponding, they could be sending me pictures of somebody and then it's not them, you know? So I was like, I'm just going to stay away from those profiles. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I found that website and I'm here in North Carolina, but I was like, uh, I don't think I really want to write anybody too close to home because what if they get out and like try to track me down and find me? So I was like, uh, I'll choose California. And since California is a really big state and everything, um, you know, there's a lot of different prisons. I think there's like 33 prisons in California and a lot more people to choose from. So, yeah, I chose California. <laughs> so did you write like a bunch of different people or you just write a letter in and they give it to someone? I mean, well, you picked this person out, I'm assuming, right? Yeah. Um. So what I did was. Um, so this was in March of this year and I was looking through all the profiles and the ones that like interested me. And when I say interest, I don't mean like, oh, like this person's handsome or anything. I would actually read their profiles because they can have like a, a description in their profile along with their pictures. So usually people who were taking like rehabilitation programs and people who were taking like college courses, those were the people that I were interested or I was interested in writing to. So I screenshotted like a few profiles, maybe like six or seven. And um, there was one particular person that stood out. And I, to this day, I don't know why this person stood out. Um, some people were like, oh, maybe you thought he was handsome. And yeah, he was handsome. But, and, and I tell him this all the time. I was like, there were people that were more handsome than you. But for some reason, you just stood out more than anybody. So uh, I went to go pick up some, you know, stationary stuff, paper, pen, envelopes, whatever. Um, I was like so broke at the time that I couldn't even afford a book of stamps. So I was like, uh, I'll just wait a few days and then I'll go get the stamps. So I got them and then I remembered, um, oh yeah, like I have screenshots of profiles. I don't have to go back to the website. So I looked at the screenshots and I was like, there was somebody that really stood out. Who was it? And then I'm just swiping, swiping, swiping. I'm like, oh, it's this guy. Yeah, I remember this guy. And I was like, hmm, well, instead of writing all of these people, I'll just write this guy because he's the one that stood out the most. So I just sent that one letter out, and that's where everything started. <laughs> <laughs> so what made this guy stick out? And also, what were your intentions when you first wrote the letter? Because, you know, like what made you pick a guy instead of a woman? And is this... Were you hoping to like form a relationship with this person that was more than just a friendship or no, you just pick someone that seemed kind of interesting and wrote them a letter? Um, I'm not exactly, I, I don't think I had any intentions of like forming a relationship with this person because like I said, at the time I was really in the mindset of like, like, no, like I, I had it drilled in my head. Like if this guy writes me back, and he hits on me at all, like, no, I'm just going to throw his letter away, and I'm never going to write him ever again, and I'm just going to forget it even happened, but uh, I don't, I actually don't know why I wrote a female, I think it subconsciously, like, so I grew up, I was the only girl for the longest time, so I have a lot of brothers, and I kind of just find myself, you know, getting along better with males rather than females, I've always been like that, and I do have a few female friends, but it's just easier for me to talk to males. I guess I have more likes and interests in common with males, like cars and sports and stuff like that. So, yeah. 
So what was he incarcerated for? Hmm. Okay. So this is very interesting. He was incarcerated for aiding and abetting to a murder. What does okay. that mean exactly? Like, I, like helping them, mur- like yeah. a murderer. Like, why do they pick those weird words? That like, I don't know. Just so, like... <laughs> so, what it technically means, aiding and abetting to a murder, is like, hmm, how can I explain it? You, it's it's basically like saying guilty by association to a murder. Okay. Yeah, yeah. like your boy killed someone. It was like, yo, I need somewhere to like to stay, and you like help him out. That's what you would think, but really, if I like. If, if I could give you a summary of what happened. So, basically, he went to a party with a friend. Uh, a friend got into a physical altercation, and the friend ended up shooting somebody. So, then my partner, he took off running and jumped into a car with another friend, and they were about to leave. And then the guy who actually did the shooting jumped into the car with them. Oh, no. Yeah. And so, uh, the guy who actually did the shooting... Whenever he got dropped off, he fled to Mexico and lived in Mexico for 15 years hiding out. And then about four years ago, as he was crossing the border, they caught him and they were like, dude, you've been on the run for 15 years. Like, we've got you now. So my partner has actually been incarcerated for like 19, almost 20 years for something that he had nothing to do with at all. What is his (laughs) sentence? Do you know? 25 to life. <laughs> Wait. So he... Uh, that's, a, that's aggressive. Yeah. It, and it's because... And we both believe this, and everybody around us believes this to this day, that they needed somebody to place the blame on. And since, you know, he was really good friends with the guy who did it, and they didn't have him, but they had my partner, they were like, well, we know that you were with him that night. And... uh you know, we're going to take you down for it. If you didn't do the murder yourself, we're going to take you down for aiding and abetting because we know you were in the car with him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Which I'm sure happens a lot. And yeah. I mean, my question for you, when you see a sentence like this, um, and I'm sure you got clarification once you started talking to him, but do you believe it at first? And I'm not saying that I doubt his story, but does it cross your mind at all that, okay, maybe this is just his side of the story. Maybe he was involved in planning this or helping his friend oh yeah most definitely i I was like "Hmm, how can i be so trusting of somebody that i i don't really know i only know him through letters but then you know if you have a you know a clear head on your shoulders you would do the right thing and like well let me do a background check on this person and let me do my own research because this person could be feeding me lies but you know so i did my own research and I found everything that I could, and his adult record is spotless other than this one thing that's on his record. Okay. And there was even uh, an article posted back in 1999 in a, a newspaper in San Diego, and, you know, it said, it basically said everything that he told me, except uh, it said that the guy who actually did it fled, and they were looking for him, and you know, like three weeks after everything happened, they were looking for my partner and stuff because uh, somebody actually, it was actually a, a woman that he dated. She was a probation officer at the time. And uh, the police came to question her. And basically, they kind of took her words and twisted it up. So they asked if they left to the party together 
and they asked her how close of friends they were and she was like oh yeah they left together they were pretty close g always had alfredo's back so you know he like he would always back them up blah 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 well they had 14 witnesses at the trial saying that he wasn't around when anything happened he had nothing to do with it he wasn't in the physical altercation and then they have this one witness in court whose words got twisted up and because she's a probation officer she's scared to take you know she's scared to recant her testimony because she'll get jailed for 30 days and she'll no longer be a credible witness ever again in court that's really intense yeah yeah that's no joke so wow that makes it so now we know your partner is in prison 25 to life which makes it even more intense. you have no he has no idea when he's could be getting out or anything we actually do have an idea of when he'll come home. Um, we don't have a specific date, but there's a lot of things right now. So he has a lot of good time because, um, uh, like I said, he's incarcerated in California. They do actually, they do good good time. So if you do rehabilitation programs, if you do uh, college classes, so if you get a bachelor's degree, you get six months off, off of your sentence automatically. Hmm. Um, certain classes will take like three weeks, six weeks. Uh, certain rehabilitation groups will take like three weeks or something like that. And he has a lot of good time because of that. He's about to finish his bachelor's degree. He only has five more credits to go. So I want to I want to go back to the romance of this <laughs> whole thing. Okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, I mean, thank you that for that background. Uh, yeah. Definitely helps paint the picture but okay so this first letter you send him obviously he writes back can you just kind of quickly walk us through you know how this relationship really starts to form with someone that you know you don't know someone that's in prison for a long time has been in prison for a long time you said you weren't necessarily going in you know with the hopes of a relationship so what really happened through these letters that you know made you say you know what this is someone that i can be in a relationship with despite their circumstances of being behind bars okay <laughs> he must be a smooth talker a smooth writer oh my god he is and his voice is oh man <laughs> there's not even a word to describe his voice but let's start with the letters though <laughs> yeah um, and if you're willing to read pieces of any that you have where oh, all yeah, ears most definitely i actually i brought my first very first letter that he ever sent me and before you guys called, I stopped by the post office and I got a letter from him today. So. <laughs> oh wow! Oh wow! Amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. If you want to read any <laughs> any pieces from that, where yeah, we would love to hear. Okay. So um, so when I first wrote him, I sent him a letter the very beginning of April, and uh, a week went by. I didn't get anything, and then a uh, second week went by, still nothing. The third week comes around, and I'm like, wow, like. I sent him a Polaroid picture with my letter and I didn't know that you can't send Polaroid pictures of prison because like a contraband issue or whatever. So I was thinking to myself like, wow, three weeks, no letter. He must think I'm ugly. Like, Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I actually ended up getting a letter that Friday of the third week. And for some reason, when I got his letter, like I just, I have butterflies in my stomach as corny as that sounds, but I just had this weird feeling like, I don't know, like, I still was telling myself, like, you know, don't like this guy because he's a prisoner. Prisoners are bad, <laughs> you know. Um, 
So I got the first letter, and then, I, of course, I wrote him back instantly. Um, two weeks passed by. I get two more letters from him and a picture, which by then, when I sent my second letter, I had sent regular pictures to him so he could get them. And, you know, he was just like, your eyes are very beautiful. Like, you have blue eyes. He's like, I, I hope I'm not, you know, making you uncomfortable or you know, disrespecting you in any way. I just wanted to compliment your eyes. Like, blue eyes are my favorite. And, uh, yeah, he would just, he would never say anything outright. Like, uh, he would never, how could I explain it? <laughs> he would never say anything super straightforward. It was kind of like he was throwing me little subliminal messages. Like, he would ask me things like, uh, he would ask me, about my interest and stuff. And he would tell me a little bit about the things that were going on over there and tell me about his interests and well, as well. And we had a lot of those in common, like a lot of the same interests, same kind of music. We both really like cars, movies and stuff like that. And, um, eventually I ended up writing him a letter and I was like, Hey, I'm going to, put some money on your books and uh i didn't know that as soon as you do it through this it's this app called jpay you can put money on a prisoner's books and they get a receipt instantly over there in the prison and then they call the inmate to go up and get the receipt so i did that on the app i wrote him in the letter hey i'm gonna put some money on your books just in case you need anything like more stamps or soap shampoo whatever i'm gonna put some money on the phone and i'm gonna give you my phone number so you can call me if you'd like to you don't have to but you know it's just the thought or whatever and uh I was actually <laughs> I was at a bar waiting for one of my friends to come and I saw uh, a number from Texas and I was like what like Texas who was this and uh I answered it and I was like hello and it was like uh, you have a call from an inmate at Chuckawalla Valley State Prison. And I was like, what? And whenever he would call, she would hit zero to answer. So I was like, zero, 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 hitting it as hard as I could. And it was like, sorry, wrong number. It's like, press five. So I'm, I'm pressing five as hard as I can. And then it's like, thank you for using Global Tail Link. I'm like, hello? And he's like, hello, is this Ruby? And I'm like, oh, my God, is this G? Like, I was freaking out. He was laughing. He was like, oh, my God, you're so excited. I was like, yeah, I can't believe you called me. So that was just like the beginning of our phone calls. But even though he would call me every once in a while, we would still correspond through letters. So how often do you guys talk now? Every day, every single day. On the he phone? Actually, yeah, he actually just called me right now. <laughs> but I, I declined it because um I told him about this interview. And he was like, yeah, go for it. Yeah, like you know, let everybody know what it's like to, you know, be in this kind of relationship that it's really, it's not all bad. And, you know, people have misconceptions, but think it's a good thing what you're doing. You should put that out there for, for other women who are going through the same thing. So I was like, okay, it was that, good that he was really supportive of it. Yeah. That, that's really cool to hear. Yeah. Have you ever visited him or do you plan on that? I actually talked to my probation officer yesterday. I was so scared to bring it up. But I gave him the rundown of my situation, and I was like, um, I'd like to go visit him uh, in December around Christmas time for two weeks. And luckily, my probation officer is like somebody that I know, 
and I went to school as kids. So, and I've been doing really good on probation. I've never gotten in any kind of trouble before. So he was like, I'm going to put that request in for you and I'm going to do what I can to make this happen. So hopefully I get a Christmas visit. <laughs> I hope so. That, that would be yeah. awesome. And then you have to let us know how it goes. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I'm so excited. <laughs> another episode, another love story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also feel like we might be the most popular podcast in prison. <laughs> right? Oh, no, I don't know. There's another prison podcast called Ear Hustle. Oh, Ear Hustle's good. You're right. <laughs> yeah, All right. Great. All right. I love We're the it. second most popular podcast in prison. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> do you mind uh, reading any excerpts from some of the letters? Sure, yeah. I'm going to pull the first one out here. <laughs> this is the first one that you got from him or that you sent him? The very first one that I got from him. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I can't believe I'm about to read this. <laughs> oh, and then, like, another thing. The way that, like, the way he composed this first letter, I was like, wow. Like, I didn't expect a prisoner to write like this. I thought he was going to be like, yo, what's up? But the way that he wrote was like, wow, okay. Okay, so here we go. April 22nd, 2019. Dear Ruby, say there, lady. I hope I find you today doing well within the boundaries of life's tokens and rewards. <laughs> I received your letter, and I must say it was embraced with a smile. I'm more than happy and with hopes that we could form a friendship based purely on the desire to get to know a total stranger. I hope you'll feel comfortable talking about whatever you'd like because that's exactly the kind of conversation I'm looking for. I'm a really open, honest, cultured, and mature person. I can have a conversation about almost anything on at least some level. Well, I'll tell you something about myself. So who am I? On paper, I'm a lighter shade of brown. <laughs> Born in San Francisco, California. Grew up in different parts of San Francisco. Ooh, there's so many papers. I spent my childhood swimming on local beaches, riding bikes with a gang of friends around the neighborhood. I spent my teen years going to car shows, so I love cruising, bumping oldies but goodies, <laughs> and listening to funk music. I can relate to what you say because I really liked it. Plus, it's a part of our culture. I love my low, my low riders. You brought back so many memories from 16 to 21. I love the excitement of every weekend jumping in the low rider, going cruising. Plus, I love... I loved going clubbing with the homies, enjoying some Coronas. What? I see you like them too. <laughs> Ruby, it's funny that you said if I had any homies with nicknames, I did. Okay, because, yeah, we were talking about nicknames or whatever. But, uh, yeah, that's part of that. And then he told me what he got locked up for as well, aiding and abetting. And then he told me, you know, I'll explain that in another letter. But, uh yeah he told me also um in this letter that he doesn't have any kids and he's never been married and uh i know that for a fact because i actually talk to his mom every day we keep in touch every day so wow yeah. that's so cool to hear like you can just hear the excitement like jumping off the page yeah uh, just yeah. That, <laughs> that excitement of like really like connecting with a new person getting to new to getting to know someone new uh which especially in his situation i'm sure is not something that you know happens often yeah he told me he was like when i got your letter i, I was like from north carolina who's from north carolina 
Ruby? Who is Ruby? He said he ran straight upstairs and just like hopped on his bed like a little kid and just was like reading my letter over and over again. And I sent him like a fat 12 page letter, my very first letter. So, <laughs> and you're right. He, he is a good writer. Definitely a wordsmith oh, yeah. slash poet over there. Oh, yeah. yeah. That kind of just like swept me off my feet a little bit. But I was like, no, prisoner, no. <laughs> So now you guys keep in contact every day. Are you hopeful that, you know, when he when he gets out, you guys will have an actual relationship and, you know, be together? Oh, yeah, I, I think so, because he is very involved in my family now. And I'm also very involved with his family. Like, like I said, I talk to his mom often. Uh, every time he calls, if my family's around, he, you know, goes through everybody tells everybody hey asking them how they're doing how's work how's school um we even we try to include him in the things that we're doing out here so um uh last weekend i believe i stayed over at an aunt and uncle's house and uh their two daughters and we were playing like a little game where somebody says a word then the next person says a word that rhymes with that one and he called and we were like, hey, let's put George in this game with us. And he was actually playing the game with us. Hmm. And, you know, when the game was over, he was like, hey, my love, like, I just wanted to tell you, like, thank you so much for including me. Like, that means so much to me that, you know, it makes me feel like I'm right there with you guys. And it, it takes me out of this really shitty environment for a moment. And I really appreciate that. Wow. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Is there a fear of you know, when he does get out that it'll be hard to transition and adjust that obviously now he's coming out with, you know, no job. And even the amount of time that he's been in there, like, is he going to be like, what the hell is this iPhone? And like, <laughs> you know, what, what are these Teslas on the street? Like, it's, it's like kind of a different world. Or do you just not even have negative thoughts and you're just looking forward, you know, to the day that you guys can, can be together? A part of me does have, you know, a few fears and doubts about those kind of things because uh he he reads a lot about those kind of things and he's like I'll be good when I get out there and I'm like babe like you you've been in for 20 years and it's different from reading it and seeing it to like you know compared to actually living it but as far as the cell phone thing uh <laughs> at the other prison that he was at before this one he had a cell phone so like <laughs> yeah that makes sense <laughs> <laughs> like, well, <laughs> yeah he's well versed in like you know cell phones and stuff yeah but, uh, <laughs> and he knows what podcasts are now so all right oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. and then even like you know in a lot of prisons in california they let them like they have like these jpay tablets and you can like yeah. download music and listen to shit and everything and even like you can correspond through emails now with your loved yeah. ones so it's not as bad as like it used to be but there's like other things that i'm a little more concerned about about uh I think like the political climate that we're in right now, you know, um, he, I don't think he's as liberal as a lot of other people in California. And I think there's some things that he disagrees with. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Hey, like things have changed a lot from 1999 to 2019, you know, like <laughs> a lot of stuff has changed. So yeah, that's kinda, a long time. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. <laughs> I was 10 yeah. years old when he, when he went in, that's yeah. nuts. Think about yeah. how different the world is when you were a 10 and now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Wow. Even five years would be mad different now that I think about it. Oh, yeah, yeah most definitely. <laughs> yeah, so I can't even imagine 20 years. It must be like kind of 
scary. Yeah. Um, so, so you haven't met him. You hope to meet him, uh, in December. I mean, how difficult is it for you? Because now it seems like you're at a point where you're talking every day, you're involved with this family. I like, it seems safe to say this is someone that you love and want to be with. Uh, how, how hard is it being in a relationship with no, you know, physical intimacy and, do you try to get that through the letters? Like, are there some letters that make Fifty Shades of Grey look like a kid's book? <laughs> um, I do get very explicit letters sometimes. That's why I'm kind of glad I didn't open the letter that I got today because it might have been one of those. <laughs> Feel <laughs> but, free, but um, no pressure. <laughs> no, no, that's private. Um, we are intimate on the phone as well, and that does make up for the lack of, you know, the physical things um his mom was actually in a relationship one time with somebody that was incarcerated and you know he asked her he was like mom how did you do it and she was like well i did the thing that everybody does and he was like well what is that she was like son i masturbated like (laughs) 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 so yeah um i think in the beginning when i didn't know exactly where this was going or you know what we were gonna be and you know I didn't know that this was going to turn into like a, a serious intimate relationship. I was kind of like, uh, am I going to be able to go without having sex or am I going to be able to be strong and like, you know, muscle it out. And really like I've learned a lot about myself because of this relationship. Like I, I've learned like I don't have to actually be with a person to be intimate. We've found ways to get around that. Um, you know, like, maybe tmi and super blunt and everything but like masturbation phone sex uh you know sex toys all of that stuff you know there's ways around it it's like my mom always says if there's a wheel there's a way (laughs) (laughs) yeah no there's always a way uh you know did anyone like anyone in your family or any of your friends at one point or maybe still do think that he may be just like using you so you could put money on his books or something like that um my mom was very like no this is wrong this is absolutely horrible what you're doing you know and this was before it even turned into like a an intimate relationship and I was like mom it's nothing like that it won't be anything like that and then boom it turned into exactly what I said it wouldn't and she was like I don't understand why you're doing what you're doing and then you know eventually he was like, I, I really want to talk to your mom and like, just let her feel me out. And, you know, so they ended up talking and everything. And she's like, I think he's a really good guy. And I think he got into a very horrible situation. And I just hope that when he gets out, he is exactly who he says he is, because I would be heartbroken if he isn't this guy that he's showing us who he is, you know? So, um, they, they get along really well and everything. And, um, you know, she does tell me, like, hey, like, I know you guys love each other a lot, but just remember, like, this could happen, that could happen. She's always just, like, reassuring me, but at the same time being super supportive. And, you know, everybody in my family that does know about him, like, the closest people to me in my family, they're very supportive as well. Nobody, you know, discourages me or talks down about the relationship that I have with him. So, Yeah. I yeah. have a pretty good support system. <laughs> no, that's good. Yeah, I, I could see that probably being one of the misconceptions from people who 
don't know how these relationships work. Right. Like Joe said, they probably assume, okay, maybe he's just playing nice to get money to, you know, be intimate with someone. Um, yeah. Do people also assume that like, this is a fetish you have or something, or that like you only, you know, <laughs> talk to guys in prison or you want to like, I don't know, like a savior complex or something that you're able to help them. Has anyone ever assumed that about you? Well, uh, my track record with men is like fucking horrible. <laughs> so my mom is like, you're a very vulnerable person. And it makes sense that you would be attracted to somebody who's incarcerated. And I'm like, oh, my God, mom. She's <laughs> like, no, like, uh, you know, how could I explain it? Um, she's like, I think you you were just at a very weird and tough you know, spot in your life when you met this person. And I, I thought it was very weird that you would write somebody in prison. But, you know, like, she's like, I've seen a super dramatic change in you. Like, I was really spiraling out of control. And this guy came along and, like, I changed for the better, honestly. Like, uh, I used to, like, have a really bad drinking problem. And this guy never, I never told him about it at first that I had a bad drinking problem. But, you know, after talking to him, I just stopped drinking and stuff and I let it go. And then I, I opened up to him about it and he was like, wow, like, you know, I'm glad that I could help you. And I kind of didn't even know that I was doing that. So, hmm. yeah, it's really good to hear. Yeah. It's not like he was telling me like, hey, you should stop drinking. I just kind of like stopped to like to be better for me. Yeah. And when I was a better me, it was like, now I can be a better me for him as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, personally, I think if it's positive for you and only you know that, then that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a relationship doesn't have to look a certain way. And yeah. there's something like kind of extremely romantic about it. Because like <laughs> you're, especially you for him, like you're the center of his universe, I'm sure. Right. There's not oh. really many distractions, you know, outside of you. I'm sure he's thinking about you all the time. Like, basically oh, things my fiancé, you know, wishes would happen. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, like, he, Like, last night I just had this weird feeling in my stomach because he had a certain time that he was going to call me because, like, he has to sign up for the phone every day, and he usually, like, sews that phone up. I get, like, maybe 30 to 40 phone calls a day. So, like, I'm literally going through my entire work day on the phone with him and I get time with him at night and uh I just had this weird feeling last night when he didn't call me at the time he said he was going to call me and then he finally called and I was like hey what happened are you okay he's like almost got in a fight with a dude because he wouldn't let me get my phone call with you and I was like yo chill out like it's not that deep please don't fight anybody like if you get put in the shoe I'm not going to be able to talk to you at all <laughs> right um so before we, before we wrap up, is there anything that you kind of want to, you know, address as far as like, you know, what are some misconceptions that people may have about this type of relationship or any advice you can offer to anyone who's thinking about getting into this sort of uh, relationship as well? Uh, so maybe a couple misconceptions. Um, not every prisoner is out to get money. Like there are dudes like that. And I've heard plenty of stories from my partner about the dudes in there like that, like looking for, he'll ask him like, hey, does your girl have a friend or a cousin I can write to? And he'll just shut it down. Like, no, she doesn't have any because you're like a, a slime ball. So no, like some people in there are bad, 
but not everybody in there's bad. Um, you know, some people make horrible mistakes when they're younger and they get caught up, but a, a crime doesn't define a person, you know? Somebody can make a mistake and pay for it and really, like, truly, you know, feel bad for what they did and feel remorse and they can be a changed person. So, and I think everybody is deserving of love, even people who are incarcerated, you know, just because they're incarcerated doesn't make them subhuman, you know? Right. They're just in a really tough situation. And then, um, I guess any advice that I could give to somebody who's looking to, and maybe not even have an intimate relationship, but, you know, somebody who wants to have a pen pal, just be very open-minded when you go into it, but also be very aware of what you're doing and look for those red flags. Like there's, you know, there's literally YouTube videos about red flags of people who have, you know, prison pen pals or prison relationships, you know, just be very mindful of those things, but also be open-minded to what the person has to say or has to offer. Well said. Yeah, that's (laughs) awesome. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been really nice talking to you. I really appreciate you, uh, you know, coming on and giving us some insight on this whole thing. Yep. Thank you for having me, you guys. Hopefully, I'll get that visit and I'll let you guys know how it goes. Yes, definitely uh, hit us up if you get that visit and let us know. For sure. Thank you, guys. Thank right. you so much. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye. Before we get to our final thoughts, we have a couple more sponsors. So our next sponsor is Blue Chew. Uh, Blue Chew brings you the first chewable uh, penis pill with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. And you can take them anytime, day or night, you know, yep. al- alone or with company. And Maybe you just want to get super, like, alone, boned up or something. I don't know. Alone? That's I'm just not saying. a bad idea. <laughs> Date yeah, night. Maybe, you know, take um, yourself out on a date. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Man. This is this is the real deal, though. This this is a PP pill to the extreme. <laughs> uh, this this like this will get you going. Like we're talking about sex here. We're not going to sugarcoat it. We're yeah, talking no. about having good sex, having better sex. Yeah, and this isn't just for people who like have you know a problem. Of course, it benefits from people who have erectile dysfunction or something like that. But people who just want to have increased performance. You know, you're more confident. Yeah, your dick could be way stronger, dude. When I go out and I feel like ready to go down there, I mean, I shouldn't be saying this because I meant old me before I was engaged, but uh, (laughs) you like, you just feel that boost of confidence. Like, you're just, you're ready for anything, and Blue Chew's going to give you that. Yeah, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Yes. Okay, it's prescribed online and it strips straight to your, uh, ships straight to your door. In a discreet package, so no one, like, is going to know, you know, you got dick pills waiting at you at the the front step. Um, There's no in-person doctor visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and just, like, it's not awkward anymore, you know? You get it in the mail, it looks like you got something from wherever, and now you got something, anything. And there's nothing awkward about using this anyway, and and they're made in the U.S., um, so you know you're not getting any, you know, funky stuff in there. (laughs) Any like you know, not like those weird like gas station pills with like <laughs> pictures of like buffalo on them. Oh and stuff. yeah, yeah, I can't. Oh, yeah, I don't want. To. <laughs> um, right now we've got a special deal for our listeners. You can visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment free with our uh, special promo code OPL and just pay five dollars for shipping. Again, that is blue spelled like blue b l u e chew.com and then put in the promo code OPL to try it for free. Wow, free. Yes. So go check it out. 
If you know this show, you know that we love our next sponsor, KiwiCo. And that is because KiwiCo is a subscription box for kids that's fun, educational, helps them develop creative confidence to change the world. We have a bunch of parents who listen to the show, a bunch of parents who have gotten KiwiCo and have reached out to us, uh, which is really cool. So their kids uh, now get the monthly subscription box. They're enjoying it. They're learning. And KiwiCo creates super cool uh, hands-on projects for kids that makes learning fun. Uh, teaches them things like science, technology, engineering, art, and math. Um, it's designed by experts. It's tested by kids. Uh, they have lines for all age groups, so it doesn't matter you know, what age your kid is or even what age you are. Um, you can choose a line that makes the most sense for you. You get a new box each month. Uh, each month, you'll get something, a new project to work on. My cousin, um, I always tell the story because I was so shocked uh, when I visited him, visited him and he completed his KiwiCo box. It was like a, a projection lamp. Like it was projecting lights, shapes on his wall. This is something he built with his hands by following super detailed, easy to follow instructions. Um, all the supplies come in the box. So really cool to see um, the fact that, you know, he was able to learn how to make this and have fun. And uh, as a parent, we know you're super busy, so why not make playtime education time as well? Yeah, and I also like how it's kind of like a change of pace from, you know, being on the old iPhone or the old iPad or something. You know that's I mean? true. So it's nice to have their, like, hands-on and, like, creating stuff. So that's good. Um, but, yeah, monthly options start at just sixteen ninety five. There's no commitment. You can cancel at any time. Uh, including shipping, the sixteen ninety five, by the way. And for our listeners, you can go to kiwico.com slash OPL to get your first month for free. Um, every day counts when it comes to making a difference. So don't miss out on this amazing opportunity. Again, that's kiwico.com slash OPL to get your first month free. One more time, kiwico.com slash OPL. Well, that was a very interesting uh, perspective there. Not really what I expected. Yeah. I feel inspired by the love a little bit. You feel inspired by the love? Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, that would be uh that'd be something to like if that ends up working out in the long run, they get married and whatnot, and have yeah. kids. It's like damn, man. It's a crazy way to meet. But it is a wild way to meet. And it's like it's, you know, the idea of writing a prisoner sounds very interesting. Yeah. I don't want to fall into my trap my like typical prison trap because I like You're I once gonna. said that I would like stay in a prison if Airbnb allowed it, right. which I regret. Um, so I don't know if I'm going to write into a prisoner to be honest, but no, I think for me, like this conversation, it also makes me kind of think about the things we probably take for granted in our relationship, like the effort that goes into writing letters, yeah, to being able to make a phone call like once a day to having to find those intimate moments when no one's around. Right. Like, we have it easy in relationships. Yeah. You have access. You kind of take it for granted naturally. I just want to be better, I think is what I'm saying. But, like, what do you mean? You want to write letters? No, I just, like, yeah, kind of. You want to write letters to the person you live with? That would be weird. <laughs> I would save on stamps. You drop it in your own mailbox. <laughs> What if we wrote letters to each other? Me and you? Yeah. You want to mail like them to each other? Intimate letters, yeah. <laughs> like once a month. I don't know what, what we're talking we about anymore. Yeah, what are you talking about? I don't know. Just things like we wouldn't say to each other. I know what you're saying. You're going down your... You said you didn't want to spiral. You're spiraling and we can all see it. But I get what you're saying in that like handwritten letters are very intimate and, and there is that 
aspect of being like there's a hopeless romantic sort of feel to the whole thing of being like you know he's got 25 to life he did it it was part of a terrible thing where someone ended up getting murdered um but we're hopeful about him getting out and starting this and starting over and starting this new life together. And it's like, there's a lot of hope and potential in this whole situation. Right. So it is very romantic when you think about it. It is. Uh, and you wouldn't think prison and romance, but there's something there. I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess so. And I'm sure there's so many people in situations like this. And yeah, I mean, there's even people out there who, have been in relationships with people that end up going to prison. Right. And then that's a total change in their life where now yeah. they're not even with that person anymore. And then they have to now develop this new relationship with that person behind bars. Um, I think the, the message is that love prevails. Love prevails. And in I, I in think, all scenarios. I also think that when you're incarcerated, you're in prison, I think it gives you a, a, well, not everybody, but it gives certain people a, you know, kind of perspective on what really matters and what you took for granted when you were out there and, you know, everything like we're able to get that now hearing about this, like a little, even like a mo like even more than mm -hmm. we had before we had this uh, call, but it's like, you really could have no one to talk to. Like no one could write you. No one could, not everyone has this huge support system that would write them letters and visit them and put money on their books. So when you get that from a complete stranger, it must be just this wild feeling of, Oh my God, human connection again. Exactly. I you think know? just human connection. Just in, I mean, everyday life. I think that's what I'm thinking we take for granted a lot. It's just, which right. we do, obviously. Yeah, of course. Just that type of intimate communication where both people are being vulnerable, getting to know someone. Um, it's cool. It's it's cool to hear. And like I said, like I think as long as she's happy and she thinks he's being honest and you know she's being honest, then like, what can you say? Yeah. about that relationship no i mean i think it's i think it's good i think that uh in a way when you when you i mean this is going to sound like the ending of a movie but in a way they saved each other in a way because she said look i had a drinking problem i wasn't really happy and now i'm happy and i stopped drinking because i want to be a better for, person for myself but also for him and you know he probably wants to get his life together so that when he gets out he can be like a good guy because you know he's at a severe disadvantage right. now um, so in a way they both motivated each other to be better people. Yeah. I think, you know, it's real when and, someone comes along in your life that makes you want to get better. Yeah. And the movie will be coming out, uh, to a theater near you in 2024 that we are directing. I think we own the rights to the story now. So <laughs> we have the IP, uh, but yeah, we'll no. be starring in it. I'll play her. You will play him. All right. We first meet in December. Stop touching me. This kid. Why are you caressing me with the back of your hand? No one actually does that. Yeah, they do. When you get out of prison, you probably do. I, I don't see, see like this. I'm seeing how your beard feels compared to mine. <laughs> it's different. You have like a dad beard. What does that mean? I don't know. It's like, it's, it's like I'm rugged. Pricklier. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's shorter. Yeah. I'm saying. Uh, all right, that was strange. Uh, so, yeah, what were we talking about? I don't know. I think we should wrap this up. Yeah, I think we should wrap it up as well before you keep touching my face. Um, anyway... Uh, if you guys have a story or something that you think would be uh, great for the podcast, definitely hit us up. Send us an email by going to oplshow.com slash contact. Fill out the form. 
uh, we go through all of them. And if it's good for the show, we'll hit you up, schedule something out. Oh, yeah. And uh, check out our Instagram because now we have video clips from each episode. So you can check that out at OPL Podcast. Uh, we have the Patreon where we're doing a bunch of follow-ups with guests. We're answering your questions. We're getting to know our listeners. Right. Um, so you can get all those bonus episodes. Uh, we also have full video of the Patreon episodes now. So mm-hmm. you can check that out. You can see me touch Joe. Um, and yeah, and leave a rating and a review on iTunes. And that is it. Yep, that's all. We'll see you guys next time. Mm-hmm.